Two chicks in the day. Two chicks in the day. Hey, I'm fucking with that Jeff. Two chicks in a day. Two chicks in a day. Say you wanna ride and get in. I heard you talking about it, so tune in. I know you wanna know what's happening. You need to post up and tap in. We like to talk, so join in. Don't wanna talk, just listen in. We turn it up, we going in. Two chicks and a dick on the weekend. Come on over if you wanna have a good time. I'ma play your mama, now's the time to cross the line. Show me what's inside that soul, don't let you feel mine. Come on, let's let our mind and bodies intertwine. Two chicks and a Two chicks in a dick. 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 Welcome to Two Chicks in a Dick podcast, where a group of dope individuals come together to have unfiltered conversations about any and everything. I'm your girl, Miss Wells, a.k.a. Oprah Diddy. And you guys can follow me on Instagram at It's Just Miss Wells. And I'm your girl, Rachel J., the social light. Of course, you can follow me on IG at... Actually, I just changed it. So, wait a minute, people. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> new year, it new, was the new, new year handle. Year. So, it's Rachel <laughs> underscore J underscore the social light. So, if you just look at my name, Rachel A. Jones, but... I changed it. It's Rachel J. The Socialite. So that's for Instagram. And then for Facebook, it's just Rachel Jones. So I changed it, y'all. I had to. It was a new year, new me, I think. And I was like, <laughs> I think I need to change it. Since I call myself The Socialite, let me change that. And but she couldn't forget her underscores, y'all. She, so, she loved these underscores. Say like, it for one more time just in case they hear Rachel you. Rachel underscore J underscore the the underscore Jesus Rachel <laughs> underscore J underscore the underscore social light. It won't allow me to like put it all in one. It, it's making me put like underscores in it. It won't let you do your whole name? Like no, just like Rachel J the social light. Oh, I'll try it again, but I, it was making me do something or unless that was taken. Maybe that might have been what it was. I don't know. But it can't be no other Rachel J. The Social Light out here. Be, so I need them to get it together. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but of course, people, um, it feels good to be back in the studio. I know we're all off our normal routine, but we are back in the studio. And so <laughs> I want to welcome us back together. We haven't been back in the Hi, studio girl. since... Since we started season two, so that's, it yeah, feels good. Yeah, we've been virtual, y'all. Like, yeah. so we ain't really had the in face energy. It, it feels, it feels really good, good, though. It's different. Home. Yeah, it's different than yeah. when we do it remotely. I, I think agree. it's the the vibe in the studio. We feed off of each other when you're looking at someone's face. Yeah, posted yeah. the video. Yeah, so that's my social media, you guys. So tonight it is just the ladies. It's just the two chicks. It's ladies' of course. night. So we're still going to do, and it is ladies night right? in most, most places, like ladies night in different spots. They have, it is Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday's Wednesday. like the ladies night, yeah. the woman crush Wednesday. We got to make sure we bring some drinks back in here so yeah. that way we have a drink on ladies yeah. night. On ladies night on Wednesday. <laughs> and so, of course, we're going to keep it going, though, like we always do. We're going to give you the topic, just no dick tonight. No and dick. so, as I say every week, um, these are our opinions. This is where it's coming from. Our personal stories. We're no doctors, lawyers, police officers. So you can either rock with us or you don't. 
And so this week, the topic out of the topic jar is what makes you feel insecure in relationships, friendships, and business deals? So you can say relationships, friendships, and business deals, or you can say or relationships, friendships, or business deals if you have insecurities in one or the other, over the other. Hmm. Um, and so that is what we, I decided, I think that was a great topic for just the lady to talk about because yeah. women have major, major insecurities. Men do, men do too. Yeah. But sometimes in relationships and things like that, we bring more insecurities than others. Um, like the men, men know how to mask them a little bit more. You have to really dig deep into them for, or make them really feel comfortable before they let you know their insecurities. Women bring that with them. So, you know, it's so interesting that you say that because I think it has to do with imposter syndrome. Have you ever heard of imposter syndrome? No, enlighten me, please. I got my, I got my braces in tonight, y'all. Imposter, imposter syndrome. Yes, and what that is, is an internal experience of believing that you are not as competent as others perceive you to be. Mm, That's interesting. Yes, yeah. Imposter syndrome. I didn't learn about it until like mid last year. So your mind frame, your mind, your internal everything is making you feel like However, it's working that you're not living up to what people are seeing you as. Right. Like, but you really can be. You, right. Like, I think you're the bomb. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I think you're fashionable. I think you can multitask. I think you're a very honest person. I think you're a hard worker. But in your mind, what you may feel like is I need to learn how to dress better or mm. I need to learn how to work harder or Maybe I'm not as good as these people think that I am. So you know it is an insecurity. It's just, it's right. It's and it's a lot of the times uh, I actually talked to my mentor about this, as a matter of fact, and I was telling her, like, I'm sitting in rooms with people and I feel like I shouldn't be there. Mm. I feel like I, these people are ahead of me and I, they know more than me. They're, they may have more education or more experience. I was about to ask you that. So do you, was it, would it be like the education portion? Or it just, it, it's factors. It's just in general, like okay. uh, corporate as a good example. Um, I've never been a manager before. I've always been like a sales associate, sales agent type person, mm-hmm. made really good money doing it, but I've never had a leadership type title. Gotcha. And now I'm in a different role and I'm in the room with VPs. I'm in the room with the GMs. I'm in the room with actual coaches Mm -hmm. and other managers. And I feel like these people are so far ahead of me in their career. Like what can I come in here and say that they're really going to be like, she knows what she's talking about. You know what I'm saying? But the crazy part about it is they feel the same way because you might say something that was so common sense. That yes. they wouldn't, because they want to use their titles and all these high-end words and education. But it's that insecurity it's of insecure. feeling like... On both ends. Yeah. Everybody's walking into a room yeah. with some type of insecurity. In my mind, like, I will go, I'll go backwards. So, when it comes to, like, business deals, um, I have been in leadership roles. So, I have been in the, in the point where I have been in with... When I was in banking, I was assistant branch manager. So I was with the GMs and stuff like that. Okay. But um, 
sometimes I still felt like, oh my God, I want to make sure I say the right thing or I know the right thing or I've learned or researched enough to be sitting in the room. So if they ask me a question, I can answer it. But I have also learned, though, if I am not talented in certain areas, I learn how to just be quiet in the moment. Yeah, and I, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, and yeah, soak yeah. in what others are saying or yeah. acts. Like I used to be one of those where you be, you'll feel like, oh my god, if I ask this question, I'm gonna look dumb. I'll go quiet <laughs> because I know I'm not experienced in certain areas where I can make a comment on. So, like in my personal, in my side businesses as a party planner, we each have our roles. Like as our event planning company. I know my business partner's the one that can do the, the you know, I have one business partner that's in entertainment and TV. So mm-hmm. she knows that portion of it. You know, the yeah. knows the details of how our show should run and this thing. And then I have another one that's in logistics. She can see stuff that in her mind that hasn't even been put out yet that I can't uh, see. But yeah. it was with me. I know that I can read through these contracts, talk to these type of people, the DJs, the videographers. I know I can tune into certain. So I let people take their roles. Gotcha. I still do feel insecure though, to a certain extent or imposter syndrome, because I'm like, dang, I feel like I know so much, but I don't know that. But that goes back to, I'll just be quiet. You know what? I used to be like that. I used to, I would just be like, I'm, I'm not saying nothing. But what I, I've learned over the last couple of months in this new role, I don't give a damn if I don't know it or not. I'm about to ask my questions. Um, I'll ask, though. When I'm quiet, I'm quiet because I know I don't know the answer to it. So I'll listen to what others are saying. And then I'll be like, okay, that was great. And then try to figure it out. But I'm going to see, I'll ask. Gotcha. And I'll ask more than once so I can make sure I understand yeah, girl, if I got questions, um, I'm big on that now. Like, in the moment of the conversation when something is going on, if I'm not picking it up, I'm going to tell you, like, I'm not clear on what you're saying. Or Make it make sense to me. Yeah, <laughs> like, this is what I'm hearing from you. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Or kind of break that down for me a little bit more. And what I found is that, that's more powerful a lot of the times in situations because you're vulnerable enough to say, I don't know, Mm -hmm. but you're also stepping up and saying, but I'm willing to understand right now. And there's a lot of people that come in the room that do have that sense of, let me just, let me just not say anything because I don't really know. And let me try to piece it together. But they leave that room still unsure or without that clarity. And what leadership looks at is the people that's like, you didn't know, but you were willing to say that in front of other people and get it in this conversation while we're moving it forward, yeah. then waiting. Uh, it's It took a long time, though, because I'm, I'm naturally a quiet. I was naturally a quiet, soft-spoken type person. And I guess I just get quiet. I'll say I get quiet when I don't know, and I'm trying to soak it all in it. and process it in. Yeah, yeah. And so then I'll ask questions. It, it's not, it's never been a point where I'm just quiet because, oh, I don't want nobody to think, oh, Rachel don't know it. I should, I did. I had a thousand times where I'd be in the room just like, okay, I'm just let this conversation go and keep I on moving because I, I have no idea it. what the fuck's going on right now. <laughs> gotcha. 
but that's a, that that was insecurity within me though because I also used to have a really hard problem with speaking up and saying like I don't know something and or feeling like I should know this why don't I um and that was just something that I had to learn for my own self to learn how to be a little bit more vocal mm-hmm. it's comfortable for me to do that at work but in my relationship I sometimes still have a problem with that with me with being able to say you know I really don't like this so or, I'm, I'm vocal in the business deals I'll just if I don't know I'll be quiet and processing and then ask questions later and I'm vocal in the friendships I used to not be as vocal in my relationships though mm. it's hard to believe but I yeah, would that let, is. I can't believe that for you right I, today. I, I I would be insecure about certain things, so I wouldn't ask or push certain things because oh. I wouldn't want to be like push that person away. You know what? No, ding, <laughs> ding, 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 bitch. Yes, I wish we had a little bell in here because that's exactly why I would be like, I'm gonna just either bow out and not push the edge with this one, or I don't want this to become bigger than what it is because I don't want to lose it. I don't want to lose it, and that was more with my my first. And my ex, that where I was together for the longest. I just didn't want to. I we had our thing, but I wouldn't possibly yeah. say something or push it. I was, will push certain issues, but certain issues I wouldn't because I'd be like, oh, okay. He can go out here, and if I'm bitching about this, <laughs> he definitely can go find somebody that won't. And it was an insecurity. No, but for real though, like I, I, I think that you just tapped on something that a lot of women probably probably feel, especially in this new age and day with social media. Mm-hmm. You see, I mean, you could go, but flick it was on. all internal though, so I'll never vocalize it. Like you would mm-hmm. never know. Maybe in my actions when I would probably go off the bend, you'd be like, oh, it's some shit going on. But I'll never admit that, hey, I'm insecure about this. I agree. Like, I I, I don't know how else to say it. Like, I agree <laughs> 10,000%. It would, it, I just knew how I could, how far I could take things. And I didn't want to do that. Like, I'm just like, I don't, mm. I'm bowed out on this. I'm going to back up a little bit. In a relationship, I was so insecure to a point where, and I don't know if it was an insecurity or if it was just a trust thing. I think it was a mixture of both because it would be a point where I wouldn't even want, like, just anything. Like, no female friends around. Or if we go out, every chick look. It was just like yeah. that, and it might be people might say that's a trust issue. People might say you have insecurity with yourself, and it could be a mixture of both. It could be both, yeah, no, for real. But I was real like, oh, what if she does this better than I didn't done it? It was just bad space at that time. I, I listen. <laughs> it's it's a, it, it was a bad. It is a bad space, but it's a common. Pa- it's, it's, I ain't talking about this fucking mic in so long. long. I can't get my damn words out. I'm so excited. (laughs) Hey, y'all. I missed y'all. I'm so glad to be back. But um, I think it's a common space that a lot of women deal with. And I'm not even going to say just women because men may have this issue as well Mm -hmm. where they don't know how to vocalize themselves or they may feel insecure, especially if they have a dominant type woman Mm -hmm. or a woman that has their own type of voice or things going for themselves. But it is, I don't know. Like, do you think that it was maybe rooted from being taught that we should be submissive? Is that maybe why we like, I need to 
quiet up um, or well, past I, relationships kind of many of my insecurities when they were there um when i was younger like during that adolescent stage going into that from that preteen to the teenage years, I had kind of a rough years. My mother never really, people never really knew it, but it was kind of rough. Like, I was the tall, at that time, tall, skinny girl mm, in school. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, it was like, I, was, I wasn't I was the short, petite girl that everybody would look at. I'm, I'm one of the tall chicks. At that time, I thought I was, I always thought I was going to be taller than everybody else, and I'll <laughs> never find nobody. But well, later on in life, it's people way taller, women way taller than yes. me. But I was friends. never the girl that, you know, in elementary, late in pre-teen, going into the high school, I was never that girl to be like, oh, I, I like her, or she's that cute, petite girl. She's like the tall, that's the homie. Mm-hmm. So, it was some insecurities there to make me feel like, damn, I, I was skinny. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And a lot of girls at that time, some was very already filled out, you know, in mm-hmm. eighth grade, freshman year. So, mine started to change sophomore, junior, senior year when the boys started to look at me and stuff like that it was a insecurity thing that came from there the bullying a little bit girl kids are mean you know what i'm saying so i had to i got in high school started dating earl older guys and people started looking then it kind of shifted so i would say mine's kind of rooted from coming from school possibly with the kids because coming from home my parents always you know i was that special person you know it was never yeah, it never was anything where I felt like, oh, my parents, I, I'm ugly or anything like that. It's just that when you get to school, kids are just cruel. Yeah, they fucked up, and kids they make you up. be like, oh, yeah, they make you want whip their ass. Yeah, like, kids are mean. Like, and so mine, yeah, and then it just possibly now I will say again when my parents divorced again not having that male figure in the household the whole time to just like reassure or say hey you know you are this you you are this pretty girl that you don't have to worry about what the boys say or whatever so it could be I'll say it was a mixture of the school going to school and then (laughs) my dad not there so it was just like a male thing and then the kids, and then it's just insecure, and then I just, you know. I was in some bad relationships. Like, I think that's where all of mine, well, I, no, I ain't gonna say all that, because I was like the tall girl with the glasses. Uh, I was never a part of the popular crowd. Okay. Um, I, I would, I would kind of label myself a little awkward, but I had friends. Mm-hmm. I always knew the popular crowd, but my brother was like always in the mix, mm-hmm. nice dress, got a thousand friends mm-hmm. that just wasn't me like i was i had a small group of friends kind of never was that one that was invited to every single party mm-hmm. or every single mm-hmm. event or that girl where the boys were like oh man you're beautiful mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. no not really that was a, that wasn't really my function way and then when i got into high school i kind of took that same route where i gravitated towards older individuals mm-hmm. and once i started meeting older individuals and of course I found myself confidence a little bit more but being in a couple of bad relationships it got to the point where I think my confidence had just gotten shattered again and it took a while to kind of build that voice back up and when I tried to date again after a bad relationship you got all these images of what you don't want to do to cause the same type of issues so it would make me be like well, maybe I shouldn't bitch so much or maybe I shouldn't be so vocal or maybe it's not really that big of a deal. Whereas uh, it probably 
it probably was like I probably should have been like uh no yeah you got me fucked you got me fucked up <laughs> like yeah. now though um I've been on this I, I go on these journeys <laughs> most of the time by myself uh, <laughs> but I've been on this internal journey where I'm trying to I'm trying to get okay with the things that I wasn't mm-hmm. so I'm trying to learn how to speak up and when I don't agree with something, okay, we can agree to disagree, but I'm still going to be vocal about how I feel, and I'm going to let you know why I don't like it. Mm-hmm. And I'm learning about healthy boundaries this year, where if I tell you that I don't like something, or something that you're doing is hurting me, or rubbing me the wrong way, or taking me out of a positive element, and you don't make efforts to try to fix that, then I have to put a boundary there that says... We can't interact the way the same way mm-hmm. because I want to be around people that I feel 100% comfortable, comfortable with. Yeah. And if I don't feel comfortable enough with you to say, hey, I really don't like the way that you're treating me and you can be receptive of that, then I probably shouldn't be vulnerable around you either. Mm-hmm. So it's it's me learning how to... It's learning for it's learning how to be Latoya again mm-hmm. and being okay with not always being liked or Mm -hmm. someone not always agreeing with my opinion Mm -hmm. or how I feel and being okay with receiving feedback too, where people can be like, you know, I don't like how you talked to me yesterday or I don't like how you handled this situation and not get puffed up with pride where I can't say, you know what? You're right. I'm sorry. I apologize about that. Let me, let me fix me in the mix of that too. So I think everybody, everybody Mm -hmm. goes through its insecurities in every stage of life. So my insecurity when I was in elementary school was the insecurity of not feeling pretty enough to the boys that was liking the particular man. Okay. That was that part. Then I I ain't even gonna forget. I ain't never gonna forget y'all niggas for these pretty light skinned (laughs) bitches. Like I brown. I'm cute too. And you know know what I think about that? You you right. It was the, at that time it was light light skin, skin. pretty hair, super light skin. Super light skinned. So I would be considered light skinned now, but then it was those caramel. It was right. It was Most the caramel the caramel <laughs> and the, the dark chocolate the dark. We was women. dark. We was just yeah, dark thing. They were in, we were just together. We was dark. So yeah. it was the light skin. Light dark. It was the light skin. It was the light skin. It was light skinned bitches back then. It was. So light skin, pretty school, hair. You are absolutely correct. Pretty hair, like yeah. It was the light skin chicks. Yeah. Because the my first and I always reference back to him because I went through, it was a transition with him. I probably was maybe the darkest that he had talked to at that stage when we were in them teenage years. All the girls that he would mess around with or whatever, or mess around with me on, were light-skinned broads. See, I'm thick as fuck. Like, y'all seen our promo pictures. So, you know, <laughs> TT is not skinny by no means. I got thigh meat, some titty meat, and I got a little stomach on me too. So, it is what it is. I ain't got no big booty, but <laughs> we working on that. But I, I always felt like when I would get cheated on, she would always be skinny. Mm, oh, that was one. Yeah, that used like, to be too. They'll, the they'll, they'll steer away from the thick girls. The ones that have some and go with the skin. You would. Yeah. Right. Like it is that. And that always, I think even now I'm just now starting to accept the fact that I'm thinking like, this is it. Like, baby, I'm this cool. is what you're going to I'm thick. Like I went on that gym whole escapade for a long time. And even when I was in the gym trying to eat right, but I was still thick. It's you're thug. Be like thick. I'm thick. This you're is thick. it. You're going to have to like a thick bitch. Fucking and, with teeth. And so <laughs> I, 
everybody goes through those stages. So elementary was the maybe the ugly duckly stage for me. And then when I got to high school, my insecurity changed because then I started getting the attention. But it was at that time, my grades or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I yeah, wouldn't feel yeah, like yeah, I was yeah. excelling like the next person because I'm in school with my shit thinking about all this other shit going on. People getting college acceptance. I'm waiting till the last minute because I didn't fuck around. Then, oh, yeah, I yeah, think yeah, when yeah. I transitioned out of high school going into that early 20s stage, I was, my insecurities was, okay, I'm in relationships now. It's a trust issue. It oh, might have, yeah. a little bit of that. It wasn't so much as the prettiness, but it was the what if I'm not doing this that this person can do? So I think everybody's going to go through stages of insecurities. Now my insecurities may be, hey, my money ain't where I think it should be. And somebody else looking at it like, oh, you should you doing better than me. So everybody has, I think that's just going to be there. You know, I think you keyed on something deep, though, um, that I really wasn't even thinking about. But I, I quit high school into in the 10th grade at the beginning of my 10th grade year. So I seen everybody graduate high school. Mm-hmm. And I got my GED, so I quit, but I made sure to have something mm-hmm. and complete it. But I always felt like I wasn't good enough mm-hmm. because I never completed it. Mm-hmm. And then I found myself caught up in this cycle where it was like, well, if I could go get a college degree, mm-hmm. then at least I would be equal then or... I know I didn't do high school, but at least I got this college degree. Mm-hmm. And then I found myself feeling like I had to stay in school forever until mm-hmm. I graduated mm-hmm. college. Mm-hmm. And then when I graduated college, I realized like you was doing all this because of some shit that was in your head. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like you, I, I was progressing. I was opening businesses. I yeah. was getting good jobs. But it didn't I look like, like that to you. No, because I always felt like. Well, we're our worst enemy though. Man, we are our worst. So hell, half of these insecurities then came from our own inner thought. Yeah, like other people have other factors that come into why they have certain insecurities. But a lot of them, me personally, is my I be in my own head so much. You know. Yeah, yeah. My household was fine. You know, um, I came from a great background. Blah blah blah. It was my getting into the world. And listening to others at that time, you, 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 I was not so much uh, outspoken as I am. So I'm in my own head. I, 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 I think you, oh, damn, like, I think you just might've put the little shit together for me right there in that little comment. Cause I really think that a lot of my insecurities at first, I thought it was the bad relationships, but I really think it was the bad decisions that I made. While I was in high school, because I was wild and your girl was out here just doing a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I was doing a whole lot. Um, and I really think that it was the decisions that I was making then that really set those insecurities yeah. up in me. And maybe it was these bad relationships that just ha- like pounded it into mm-hmm. my head like you're not good enough. Because as much as we want to blame it on somebody else, like. A lot of the shit I me. have contributed to this for where it, it was is. Me. It was me. It was me. In high school, I was wild and I didn't. I made it. I graduated, but I graduated at like literally at, at that time. You had to have twenty credits to graduate. I graduated with maybe twenty point something something because Rachel. Now at that time, Rachel didn't transition from not the ugly duckly. I'm feeling oh, myself. Okay. Yeah. I'm popular, so that's yeah. all that's focused now. Okay. Fuck school. Okay. I'm gonna do what I need to do to get through it. I'm running track. I'm an athlete. Man, fuck school. That senior year come, 
I'm at like literally like you're not gonna walk. I'm in a goddamn freshman class of health as a senior. So now I'm embarrassed. You know what I'm saying? I'm scratching to get Man. into the school I want to get into. I get to college. I do the same shit all over again. It takes yeah. forever to get done. And I'm like, it's my own shit that I'm setting up. And so now I'm going to call it an insecurity when it's a decision Come on, that possibly Come on, I done made. Now you're making it feel like, oh, it's just an insecurity. No, it might. Man, you know what I mean? <laughs> school start in August. And I, I took, I got the GED. I was out in, <laughs> I was out <laughs> November first, the twenty thousand and one. The twenty thousand. The twenty thousand and one. Your girl had that little okay. GED paper. You passed the GED, so I didn't even make it to half of my yeah. second year. But I, I had a, I had my mom was on drugs. Mm-hmm. My dad was in a whole different state. Like mm-hmm. I was in a really. Fucked yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah. But looking back, hindsight, if I could have done anything different, I probably would have done a lot of what I do now and try to get myself around healthier people. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? That when people used to come to me then and be like, you have a bright future ahead Took of yourself. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, Nothing yeah. is bright in yeah. this world. I'm about to just go over here and Fuck it all. You know what I'm saying? And for a long time, that's the life that I lived. I, even though I got my GED, I was still doing drugs. I was still making bad decisions. I was still running around with the wrong crowd. It really wasn't until I had my children that, and it, I'm not even going to say when I had my children, a few years after I had my children that I finally was like, you are so much better than this Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. I really wanted to be so much better Mm -hmm. than this. Mm -hmm. The exterior of me looked really good and put together. I can always make sure I put my makeup on nice. Mm -hmm. I put on a nice outfit. I can come in here and have a conversation with you whether I've been through college or not. I know Mm -hmm. how to communicate. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. However, at the end of the day, I was doing more drugs than the fucking law allowed. Mm -hmm. I wasn't Mm -hmm. trying to go to school. Mm -hmm. I was trying to figure out how to come up on a scheme to get some more money. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't see that I didn't see the opportunities that I see now for mm-hmm. myself when I was that young. And I think that's why for so long, I just lived in those insecurities where I was like, this is it for me. This is all I might ever be. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> insecurities. Again, I don't want to like stuff has contributed to it. So it's a factor. It's a lot of factors that contribute to insecurities from your own decisions to whatever you got going at home. Um, it's just when I look back over some of the decisions probably that I've made yeah. or the situations I've put in made, made, made it feel like it was an insecurity when it probably wasn't an insecurity. It's just a decision. And sometimes it's, it's, it's how real you are with yourself. Like, and, and see, I went there. Uh, oh, hell, I just came to this, you know, in this point now yeah, in life. Where me I'm too, like, friend. Well, I'm like, bitch, you ain't yeah, you're not what I'm, you think you are. Right. Or you, I'll correct yourself or I'll have a moment where I'm like, yo, if you need to cry, cry. Like, I'll have that, but I just got there. I did too. Okay, I can tell you the honest to God truth. Like, I can now sit and tell people. I'm having a really stressful day. Because yeah. it might have been, I might have had the imposter, what was imposter it? Imposter syndrome. syndrome. Yeah. Because yeah. you're putting on a mask and you really Ooh. had on a, a lot of shit The back representative. There. There, yep. 
It's the representative. You know how to present yourself in front of people to make them think, think. anything other than what really you're really feeling. Shit. Man, nowadays, though, I don't give a fuck, man. I call my fuck. Hey, man, I'm stressed. Yeah. I, nigga, stressed. Like, I'm, I'm, I, and for people, because I branded myself as Oprah Diddy, the unicorn, in their head. You're supposed to always be the shoulder to lean on when somebody can talk to you. You're never supposed to listen. Like, you're supposed to always have the words of wisdom. Life has been happening and it's been happening really fast. And I was like, bitch, you're going to have to get for real with yourself. Yeah. Like you cannot think that you never going to feel some type of hurt that you're not feeling the pressure that you're not dealing with insecurities or real life. Situ- I had to sit in front of that mirror. Yeah. And it wasn't about when it when it stopped being about what other people were doing to me. And I was sitting in the mirror looking at myself like, but what are you doing to you? That I was like, ooh, I don't think I like me as much as I thought that I did. And that's not saying like you a bad person, but that's saying I have some things I really need to work on to really be the person that I, that representative that I've presented to everyone else. I, I really want to be that person. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's one thing. Like I don't want to be known as she said one thing and then do something different so i try my hardest to live up to whatever i'm saying whether it's fucked up or not yes (laughs) like if i said it then that's what i said yeah and it may not be right or it may not be what you thought it was but that's what i said it might be wrong you might have to come back later and talk to me about it but i said it so ain't no sense of me backing down to it you know no i agree um I had a conversation with my mom just yesterday and it was so funny, but I told her that I feel like I've hit this place in life where I'm having these, these, uh, situations where it's either this or me. Mm. And when I got in these situations where I started realizing I could go around certain people and I could be in certain places. And Mm. I felt like, no matter what I did, I was good enough. Mm-hmm. And I would keep pressuring myself to meet these unrealistic expectations, trying to be good enough. Mm-hmm. And I finally, I finally had that epiphany where I was like, if I have to choose between sitting here by myself and being okay with myself versus picking someone else who makes me feel like I'm not good enough, I'm going to pick me every time. Like, I'm no longer going to sit here and say, I'm going to keep trying to meet your expectations because what kind of reality is that, that I'm trying to be more of what you expect for me to be mm-hmm. than what I expect for mm-hmm. me to be? And who are you to have these expectations of me? And, and you can have whatever, you can have whatever expectations of whoever. But we're the fools if we try to meet up to your expectations. Man, for real though. Like, <laughs> we're the damn fool. I can't, I can't, I can't say it any better than that, right? Because that's exactly what I had come. That was the epiphany. It was like, bitch, you out here tripping. Like, you tripping. How you going to worry more about other people than you worry about yourself? Like, you have to get to a place where you can look in the mirror and you can say, man, I know I made some mistakes. Mm-hmm. I know I wasn't perfect. Like, I know I didn't do everything right, but I gave my authentic self. I gave it a hundred percent and I'm okay that this person may not feel the same yeah. way or 
the situation didn't work out or whatever the situation yeah. is like i've come to the place where i look at my insecurities as an opportunity to grow and to get better mm-hmm. instead of a hindrance, a hindrance. or something yeah. bad yeah i can have people critique me now and i can sit back and say you know what mm-hmm. I need to do better on that. Like, oh, I, I see what they're me. saying. Yeah, and not not harbor it like I I I'm wrong. I don't know how I to say it. Mean. Like not harbor it like I'm such a bad person mm-hmm. or this person is is horrible because mm-hmm. they're telling me the truth. I can take it in love mm-hmm. and compassion and say because like now you know when some if someone is actually giving you uh crit, you know critiquing you in a positive way and you know when somebody bullshitting you yeah so now yeah, you yeah, know how yeah. to separate like that if you try to critique me or tell me some shit and your shit ain't together ain't then that's the point when you be like nah, no i ain't fucking with you but we talking about the right. ones that you know can actually have some ground to stand on and possibly yeah. seen it and have our best interests at heart you other fuck boys or whatever whatever fuck boys fuck girls all of it and i and fuck honestly people. insecurities run everywhere because I had insecurities at one time with my parents in my parents' situation because I felt like like my mom was married, had finished grad school on her first baby at the age of 28. You know, for a long time, I felt like, okay, I'm supposed to be out of high school by this time. You're supposed to be out of college by this time. I'm supposed to have, because she had career and everything, her and my dad. I'm supposed to have my career by this time. I'm supposed to be married by yes. this time. I'm supposed to have a kid by this time. So when 28 passed me by, 29 passed me by, 30, Man. blah, 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 blah. I'm not married. <coughs> you know, I didn't, I'm, grad school, I don't even want, hell, it took me forever to get the undergrad. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not married, no children. Yep. I'm still out here living a single life at 34. And people be like, oh, you young, you got time, blah, blah, blah. But you have to understand the time that I came up in with my parents when my parents are older, you know, they that was already that was like kind of how it went. The road went, you know, you either you come out of high school um, you or you. Yeah, you come out of high school, you go straight into your career. You got your family or you come out of high school, you go into college, then you get your family or you already start your family while you're in high school. You probably probably married to the guy. Like yep. it was already like it was a it was a script thing that she was supposed to follow. So then. You know what I'm saying? It was a storyline that this was how it was supposed to go if you came up with our parents that are 60, 70, 80 years old now. So now I didn't fall into that script or I didn't read the script like, and that was insecurity. You know what I'm saying? For me, because I'm like, shit, I didn't do it like this. And what's wrong with me that I didn't, that I didn't get to do it like this? You know, I, friend, I think you hit on something. Open it. I think you hit on something. Um, real important I I think I had I think my dad used to always be my dad used to always make me feel real bad about dropping out of high school I had three kids by the time I was 25 I had my first daughter when I was 20 I had my second daughter by the time I was 22 and my third daughter by the time I was 25 years old mm-hmm. and he used to make me feel like I was never going to be shit. Mm-hmm. And that's not what he said, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. he was like, you just keep making it harder and harder on yourself by having these when you kids. Had the when you start and having your kids. Okay. Yeah, like, it's going to be real hard for you to take care of them by mm-hmm. yourself, especially like when 
our dad me and their dads would separate or mm-hmm. we would go through hard stuff he's just like it would be it, you're just making this harder on yourself where for years it had been drilled in my head like damn i just cannot make i'm just not making the right decisions so i'm very cautious about the things that i say to my children and it wasn't until my nieces and nephews started going off to college that I was able to kind of enlighten my dad to the way that sometimes that can be perceived mm-hmm, because we mm-hmm. were talking to my nephew about school and my dad has always been, you should go to college. You need to get your education mm-hmm. and you need to get you a good job mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you need to work that good job and take care of yourself. That's what he was taught. And then he got sick and had to retire right before retirement age and his world shifted upside Mm -hmm. down so he understood now now he understands that's not always the case but a few years back before he had to my nephew was trying to decide should i go to college or should i should i be an entrepreneur should i do something different for myself Mm -hmm. and i told my dad like everybody's not built for that life like people try to tell people school is the only way when that's not you can be an entrepreneur and exceed people that have had that's a doctor you know what i'm saying like you can come out here and create a very successful business for Mm -hmm. yourself Mm -hmm. and you don't have to do anything elaborate you can have a very great successful career in cleaning up streets if that if that's what you want to do yeah so i had to like condition i was the one person in my family that conditioned them to understand you don't have to follow this normal route of things Mm-hmm. to be deemed successful, successful or a good person or valid. You know what I'm saying? Like my GD drug, previous drug addict ass, like still came out here and did a whole bunch of amazing things. Yeah. Still doing I just amazing took things. a different yeah. path. Yeah. So you can't tell people like school's the only way you need to go to school. You need to get an education. You need, you do need to go to high school and complete your high school education if like Tennessee gives you two years free of college, take, take advantage of that. However, you don't have to go. And I tell my kids all the time, if you don't want to go to college, I'm not going to force that down your throat. I am going to make sure that I tell you to go create a business for yourself where you can take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. So you're not a worker for your whole entire life, but that doesn't mean you have to go to college do to do that. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 I don't, I don't, I don't condone the working life. I don't want anybody to just go work for someone mm-hmm. for 50 fucking years. And all you've done is work for someone for 50 fucking and years. And you really have nothing to show for <laughs> besides this no. social security. And if well, you're lucky to get a pension. I don't even think we're going to even have social right. security by the time we're 65. <laughs> exactly. So that's, there's that. Right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I encourage people to, and I'm not knocking the people that choose to be a worker for 50 fucking years because some people are designed to be a worker. That's their assignment. But I do encourage people to try to tap into that freedom of entrepreneurship. If you're not going to go down a corporate route or you're not going to choose to go higher education. Okay. Well look at something that you can do for yourself where you can own your time. Mm -hmm. You can own your power and you can own your resources as much as possible. So, but that also that, I mean, that drives back into when people have to figure out 
how to work through their insecurities, whatever that may no, be. No, for real, yo. Like, for real, yo. Because <laughs> people might have insecurities in work-wise and, or why they haven't done this. And you can't listen to the people that's around you. you like, cannot. if I ever listened to the people who told me I was fucking crazy for pursuing half of the things that I did, I probably would have never done them. If you decide tomorrow that you want to wake up and sell pickles... I would encourage you to go sell pickles because if you go to the store, there's a thousand fucking pickles on the shelf. All type of kind. You can go downtown Nashville at one o'clock in the morning and stand on the corner and probably sell pickles and and make a fucking living. Somebody's going to take them or they're going to drink it because they're going to need it for their, because they got a hangover or they're going to take it. Bitch, I might go sell some pickles now. Like, I ain't even thinking about that, but pickles is good for motherfuckers. Pickle juice is good for people who drink it. What works best for you works best for you. Man, if you have, what I'm saying is if God is giving you this desire to do something, do it. It doesn't matter if it's successful. It doesn't matter if it makes you a ton of money. Mm-hmm. The assignment is to get it out of you mm-hmm. and try it. Complete the assignment. Whether it's a whether you get an A, B, C, D, or F. I went to cosmetology school. I've mm. been in school for fucking ever. And now my major has changed 10,000 times. I've sold handbags. I've sold weave. I've sold everything but coochie and other people. <laughs> like... <laughs> But it, I did that because I, that's what interested me at that time. And when I sit back now and I think about my life, I don't have anything in me left that I wish that I would have done because I tried it. It doesn't mean that I was successful at everything mm-hmm. that I'd done. But if I have these dreams and this passion, I'm going to go pursue it. I'm going to see what it's like. And when I don't like it anymore, I'm going to put it up and I'm going to yeah. move on to the next yeah. thing. Like... But I'm full because of that. Because I've jumped a thousand times. I fell flat on my face a thousand times. But there's things that I've jumped and done that's been successful and it's worked. And I've died. I'm gonna die on empty. Like that's my goal. I'm I'm not gonna die saying I wish I woulda, I shoulda, coulda, I woulda. I feel like that too. (laughs) If 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 ended tomorrow or if it ended today. God, I ain't trying to afford to end today. Yeah, but, honey, I got some stuff to Jesus. Yeah, like, I don't want you <laughs> I got some things standing outside holding the do. door for me. But I would be okay. People out left and right. And I, would be, I would be content and I would be satisfied. Like, <laughs> the good or bad. Good and bad, I should yeah. say. No. I, I would say I have accomplished and have done a lot of things in my 34 years. And I really feel like at my service or funeral, people will be be able to sit there and say that. Like, we'll have a plethora yeah. of things to say that's that she has true. lived her life. You know what I'm saying? If 34 yeah. was all that she was supposed to get, that's what she did. She took it. And, and she I, did the best. And man, I she did the best I could. To the wheels fell I rolled it to the wheels fell. <laughs> and I'm not saying that my insecurities or whatever insecurities I'm dealing with now are gone. I still have insecurities. Absolutely. We all do. Absolutely. It's just, it comes in different seasons, I yeah. feel like now. You've had your different type of insecurities, you know. Yeah. I probably still have whatever insecurity, or it might be a different insecurity when I do get in a relationship. I don't know. I'm not in one right now. So I don't fucking, I can't tell you. I don't you. know if I'm in one either. I, mean, I can't, I can't <laughs> even fucking tell you. I know maybe the some of the stuff that I was in one of my 20s, I it's not that, it's not worth it. It's not. It's yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. that now. Yeah. My, my insecurity is now possibly getting in a relationship and he, I, I'm carrying all the way and he can't or Listen, some shit like that. My shit is, 
I ain't trying to be in this motherfucker. We ain't going nowhere. Right. That's my insecurity. So that like, you can have all the girlfriends that you want. Go hang out these bitches so all yeah. day long. Two chicks in a dick. 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 Two chicks in a dick.